Hi, we're Phil and Jen. This is season three, We Can Make Change, and this is episode 13. We're calling this one Breathwork, Cold Therapy, and Mental Health with our friend Nolan Kim. So Nolan is a fascinating individual. We met Nolan and his wife Amanda, I think about five years ago, back in 2017. They were church planting residents at the church that we were leading at the time, uh, which means they were essentially kind of like part-time interns learning the ropes of starting a new church before they headed out to start their own church. Uh, since that time, um, he's done a lot of things. Uh, he is the founder of Power Coaching, uh, which works with individuals and professional athletes to do transformational life and health coaching, focusing primarily on breath work, ice, and heat modalities. Um, he is an entrepreneur. He is a certified XPT coach, which is the Laird Hamilton sort of breath recovery, high performance, um, all that stuff that you see with athletes running underwater with you know heavy rocks and dumbbells and pools in the ocean. He's trained in that. He is a certified Wim Hof instructor. So he spent a year training um, with Wim and his team learning the Wim Hof breathing method, which uh, is fascinating. Uh, he's a CrossFit Level 1 certified coach. He's a transformational life and health coach. He is a community builder, a professional magician, and I have seen his magic. It's the real deal. It's some like real is magic. <laughs> and he's also a cardiac arrest survivor. And when I met Nolan, he actually went through that cardiac arrest probably within a couple of weeks of beginning to spend time together. Um, he's also a husband. And he has two dogs. And when you pull all those pieces together, it has shaped Nolan into an absolutely fascinating individual. And Jen and I, along with a group of really dear friends, had the chance to go through one of Nolan's breathwork and recovery workshops recently. And it was a really, really powerful experience. And so we invited Nolan to join us for a conversation on the podcast today of exactly what happened in that experience to us and with us as a group, um, doing breath work and ice bath and the whole thing. Uh, it was supposed to be heat in a sauna, but the sauna broke apparently. So getting out of the ice, we had to really use some Wim Hof to warm that up. <laughs> uh, so it was like a next, like a level two experience, I think. And then also to uh, share a bit about his own journey into this world of ice and breath and heat and what it does to our bodies and our minds and the impact that he's seen that it's had in the lives of um, lots of different people and the performance of the different people that he's worked with from just everyday normal people to elite athletes. And so this is a really good one, and we're really excited for you to hear it. So now for episode 13. Nolan Kim, welcome onto our podcast. Hey, yeah, it's fun to be here with you guys. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's, it's always it's always fun to do recordings with people like you know, you know. So oh, yeah. very different feel. It is. Okay, so little context. We've known each other for a while. We in have. Yeah. Different settings, actually. I, I was thinking about how we knew each other because I, I had listened to your podcast. And I was like, our our how we know each other is pretty unique. Yeah, it is actually. And I would almost say. I mean, the word crisis came to mind, not in like a bad sense, but mm. uh, like, because how I initially, our first meeting was after like, kind of like, 
like a community that we were part of, you know, kind of like saying we weren't a right fit. And like, I'd known you and connected to you and you guys took us under your wing and gracefully. And, um, that, and, but then right after that, my health stuff happened, I was in the <laughs> hospital and like, we had like just met. That's right. I was reading yeah. on your bio, like, Oh, like, car- you know, cardiac. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's Dude, right. that was so he went through that. That was so, yeah. And I mean, I know, yeah, I mean, I know, I mean, I was, I don't remember any of that, but Amanda mentioned you were there and um, I, I think you told me you you held my hand and they did that whole crazy cold thing on me, which is, yes. and you're like, that was the coldest hand I've ever felt or something like that. Well, so, so that people know what you're talking about. Yeah. So what happened to you? Yeah. So I had, uh, right after we had met initially, I was working out. Uh, I had, I was doing CrossFit, eating healthy. And, you know, my, I think my health has kind of gone up and down over, the last decade and a half or so just with like either I was all in or you know not doing much at all just coming from like the uh semi-professional sports world Hmm. and uh, I was on a health kick at the time the healthiest I'd ever been I I fell in love with CrossFit and after one of the workouts there uh I don't remember this part I collapsed and then I said I need help and then I just passed out so I had my I had a cardiac arrest my heart stopped um, they had to do CPR on me and uh, do the uh, defibrillator thing on me. Luckily, I was super close to Hogue in Newport, a really great um, heart, one of the best heart hospitals in the country. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, they put me in a, a deuce coma for three days and chilled my body temperature with a cool water suit, which is pretty cutting edge that a lot of places don't have. And um, three days later, I woke up with no brain deficits, no organ deficits, and uh, here we are. So, Incredible. Uh, and that's when I held your hand that, in the water suit. That's right. Now that's it's your, funny, kind of ironic what? now what I do with I work with ice baths, right? you know. <laughs> so, it's like it saved my life, and uh, now that's the work I do. So, hmm. wow. wow, I remember that was that was a wild time. It was so intense. That was really well time for you. Yeah, that was. Do you still have the hockey puck sewed into your... I do still have. I, I have a defibrillator in me and because um, they don't aren't fully sure what causes that for me. Mm. Um, and it's actually gone off once. I don't know if I told you no. that. Yeah, like a couple of years ago, almost anniversary was January 27th. Two years ago, right before all the lockdown stuff, um, after another workout, my heart did its thing again. This thing just shocked yeah. me. And <laughs> so, so you have a built-in defibrillator into your rib cage. Yeah. So like it'll sense puck. when anything's going wrong. And if that thing that caused my heart to stop happens again, it'll just shock me, uh, which hurts a lot. I was going to say <laughs> that must not be getting okay. shocked when your conscious hurts real bad. Oh yeah. Um, I bet. But to, right afterwards, you feel like a million bucks. Like huh. your heart rate's just like normal, like 70, and you feel perfectly normal. It's so weird. That is weird. Wow. Wow. So um, I feel like Iron Man, basically. Right. And so, okay, at that time, you were getting ready to plant a church. Um, we were spending a lot of time together. You guys launched out to start your church. Um, now it's been years later, and the work that you're doing has grown and evolved in a lot of different directions. What are you doing now? Yeah, that, that is a great question. 
Um, I mean, so we we did launch a church and it's changed a little bit, but uh, yeah, we we started doing potlucks and just community gatherings. No, we we weren't at a Sunday service yet, but really just trying to get our know our neighbors. Um, but this is all after post my hospital stuff. So um, me reorienting my health. I, I listened to the podcast you had about health and um, well, Jeff, something yeah. I think, which was cool. Cause like, yeah, for me, it was like a radical waking up of like, oh, I need to like reorient my whole life around this. It's really weird. I was in my early thirties when that happened. And so it's really weird. Like, whoa, like this thing is real short, mm. you know, and like every day is a gift, nothing's guaranteed. And so after that, for me, it was very sobering. And uh, I was like, I'm going to do everything I can to live to be 100 and healthy. So um, I went down the food. I mean, I have a phenomenal doctor that's super forward thinking. So I went down the food rabbit hole, exercise and um, yeah, got into all different aspects of it all. Well, we had an amazing experience with you. What was that last week? It was last we did. Week. So we did your breath and recovery workshop and you came down with all of your gear you had the ice baths and the sauna which unfortunately <laughs> sauna was giving us trouble yeah i got um, a new part so i owe you guys got it. over <laughs> yeah but, i mean i have i that was such an incredible experience for us that we just wanted to share kind of what you're up to with um yeah with the, with our listeners because it was such um i mean i I've done breath work before just in different, different ways, but I had never experienced like the methods that you were using. And that was such a powerful experience for us. So, um, yeah, okay, I mean, so the, the workshop was there's eight of us and you took us through some, some teaching around different types of breathing and the power of breathing. And then you led us through like a half hour experience laying down on the ground, going through these different breathing modalities, which created wild different effects in our bodies. Then you dunked us into an ice bath. <laughs> yeah. One at a time. And it was already cold outside. So it was like exceptionally cold. And then you led us through two minutes each, but the time doesn't matter. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. You guys, everyone made it too. And uh, yeah. great. And then we broke it down after. So, I mean, just like a general run through the experience, but um, what was that like for you, Jen? Oh yeah. I mean, we were talking about it after afterwards, we've already been using some of the strategies that you've given us, like the, um, the one where you can like slow it down on which I want you to share later, but, um, the four in eight out we've been using yeah. even with our kids and that's oh, so good. really cool. But, um, the Wim Hof method, I had never done that before. And the experience where I think you were saying, <clears throat> like, because you don't have enough calcium, it does something with the calcium in your body. I'll let you explain that part. But I had never experienced like my hands were tingling. My arms were tingling. My face was tingling. Yeah. And it was like, I was so amped up and I felt so good afterwards. And I just was like, this is so cool. Like just through breathing that you can create this, um, experience in your body. And then all the benefits that you were talking about. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in, 
I've been doing my research. It's, it's really- <laughs> I heard, I heard Wim Hof from the other side of the house this morning on his, on some kind of recording. Oh yeah. Using the app. Super down. loud. I was like, you got to turn that down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, he has a real unique voice. You, know? <laughs> oh, you can feel it. Yeah. So can you talk to us about how the amount of oxygen that we inhale and like the way that we breathe and stuff, how that affects our energy and our health and all of that? Yeah. In, I mean, in general, like a lot of uh, Westerners, Americans, we typically breathe in our chest. Um, so when we say take a big breath, it's our chest that lifts, uh, which is only inflating the top half of our lungs. So we're actually not getting a full breath. So we have to breathe twice as much in order to get the same volume of air. That, that's where it gets tricky. So when we have to breathe more, that means our body goes into a stress response. So when we start breathing over 14 breaths a minute, you know, we start, our body starts releasing cortisol. And so that's where um, sleep gets interrupted and all sorts of different things start happening. So um, that happens. They find that happens at a specific age, actually. I, know, I don't know if really? you got to that part no. of the book yet, Phil, no. uh, but at about five and a half, six. Yeah. Children typically breathe perfectly, um, which would be in and out of the nose, diaphragmatically into their abdomen. Yeah. Um, and uh, but when they start school, they find is when that starts. So sitting a lot more and then, you know, just over yeah. how, how their body appears to other people, um, begins to influence how they breathe. And wow. At that young of an age. Yeah. So, um, what our blood almost always has, like I told you guys, 99 ish percent oxygen. If you're in the hospital, when it dips below 96, usually alarms go off. So, um, breathing more doesn't actually just really give us a lot more oxygen. Even if we breathe more, I always thought as an athlete, Oh, if I breathe more through my mouth, I'm moving more air and oxygen through my body. So that'll help me recover faster. It's actually not helping at all because this is always mind blowing. When I say it, we need carbon dioxide Mm -hmm. in order to use the oxygen. So it doesn't matter if we have oxygen in our blood, if we don't have carbon dioxide there, um, then our body can't use it. And so um, that's where learning how to breathe efficiently through our nose into our belly will keep carbon dioxide levels um, at their normal higher levels in our bodies so we can have more oxygen which means we'll have more energy we'll sleep better uh, we'll feel better like on a just emotional cognitive level uh it's it's pretty pretty wild i i would just just listen to the other podcast that jeff guy who had lyme disease i had an instructor that uh, went through the Wim Hof master training with me. He had Lyme disease and it went away just by doing the breathing. Wow. Um, He didn't do, he didn't even do the ice yet. He was too scared. He was just doing the breathing. And in two weeks, um, his Lyme went away, which is pretty well. Two weeks. Walk us through this breathing. Yeah. Okay. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, The Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. Let's start there. Um, well, first we'll, we'll start with the mechanics of a breath, um, which will be, uh, if, if you're sitting, listening, sitting straight, um, you know, sit up straight, put one hand on your sternum, one hand on your abdomen, belly button area, and we're going to inhale through our nose and focus on, as we do it, I'll cue it that you're going to inhale through your nose and move your hand on your belly button first. So your hand on your belly button shouldn't should move first. Our shoulders shouldn't 
um, spring up high our chest. It should our chest should only rise because it's on top of our stomach that already rose. Make sense? Yeah, stack it up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll just lead one. Right. We inhale through the nose, belly fills, then the chest rises. Exhale through the nose, and then they kind of collapse at the same time. So that is one efficient breath, the Wim Hof method. Um, there's an app. I have an app that guides through it, um, but he has great free resources as well. Um, it's just 30 to 40 of those breaths that we'll do. So we're not oxygenating our blood really anymore by all the breathing. Uh, we are um, getting rid of carbon dioxide by all the extra breathing. Um, so we do that and then we do, we'll end with a uh, full inhale, full exhale, full inhale, and then an exhale, just a regular exhale. And then we hold with our lungs empty, which is a little bit more challenging. And uh, you all held your breath for a minute and a half by the third round, is wild. Uh, which is pretty wild. It didn't feel like that long. So can you explain why it gets easier after you've done the exercises? Because I feel like if I had just tried that right now, that would be you know, that'll be challenging, I would think. Yeah, it gets easier because, and the longer, yeah, the more times we do it because uh, what triggers our breathing is carbon dioxide levels in our brainstem. So as we're getting rid of a lot of carbon dioxide with all the extra breathing, um, that means we're starting with like an empty tank of carbon dioxide and has to raise a lot higher in order to trigger a breathing response for us. And so every, each round it gets, we got about like 15 seconds longer, I think. So um, yeah, we start at 45 seconds, went to a minute, then a minute 30 is what we did with you guys. So why is, why would doing these exercises, how does that help you, you know, it feels good in the moment, but how does that help you? Like you're talking about some of these long-term yeah, like Wim Hof is is one specific breathing exercise. There's not a lot other ones, but uh, his in particular um, has been shown to be super great for your overall health, immune system, um, just ramps up your immune system, energy boost because it's a stressful breathing uh, exercise. You think about it's kind of like breathing when you're exercising, actually. So um, you get an adrenaline dump. So you get an energy boost. It's great for waking up, uh, which decreases inflammation in your body, which is also can trigger the release of serotonin and um, dopamine, all sorts of fun stuff, endocannabinoids, opioids that naturally get produced in our body. Um, DMT naturally gets produced in our body. Um, so the pineal gland, yeah, the Wim Hof method stimulates that actually to release that. So sometimes people see colors, um, or different things during, as we go through more rounds of the wow. Wim Hof method um, and have a really um, connecting experience. So uh, yeah, most people, a lot of people that I think have like autoimmune diseases, Lyme disease, and things that a lot of Western medicine can't do um, are pretty attracted and find their way to the Wim Hof method. And so um, to and they find either a decrease in symptoms or complete healing in a lot of circumstances. So, um, <clears throat> and, um, then you let us through a calming breathing technique, right? So what, um, can you walk people briefly through how to do that? And you said, like, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can do this or 
you know, your stress. Yeah, test. totally. Yeah. So the Wim Hof method, we ended with that, which helps reset that carbon dioxide levels in our um, brain. And because it's stressful or amped up, which prepares us for the ice bath portion of it. Um, but I like to teach people the tools which we're going to use in the ice bath. And so that's the calm breathing we did. Um, I'll, I'll tell them the last one we did, which is what we used in the ice bath. And I think the best overround application, we just inhale through our nose for a four count and exhale out of our nose uh, for an eight count, twice as long, basically. So if four and eight is pretty hard, a little hard for you, you can start with three or six, um, whatever it takes to get to that twice as long exhale. And if it's hard to do that through your nose, it can be hard when you start, you can like blow out of your mouth, like you're blowing through a straw. So like a small opening just to get that long exhale. So that'll engage the parasympathetic nervous system. So um, it'll actually decrease anxiety. Um, it's de-stresses us, calms, puts our body in a, a recovery state. So. So there's, there's breathing that you can essentially release energy in your body with like Wim Hof. And then there's breathing that decreases the energy in your body and calms you down. Is that how you describe it? Um, that's uh. I think I, it just shifts the energy. Like, there, like I was saying, there's a, a different emotional state connected to every breathing method. Mm. We're just not usually conscious of it. Um, so that's why I say like either our breathing is controlling you or you're controlling your breathing. So uh, all we do, it, I wouldn't say it's a shift in energy. I would say it's a shift in state. Mm. Huh almost, you know, so like I put you in an ice bath, right, which is a physical stress. And typically, we have the natural response. Right? Our yeah, just normal. We don't even think about it. it happens just thinking about it. And but when we take control of it, um, and I get you guys to breathe the way, you know, to de stress ourselves. Um, that's the game changer. And we build new neural pathways to relate to stress and challenges differently. So our emotional experience of the stress is different. And that translates to our metaphorical life, you know? And so, I mean, even with, if you've ever had a panic or anxiety attack, which I've had, which is not awesome. <laughs> it's not yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, they find, they found actually with research that the breathing pattern shifts for that an hour before the actual anxiety attack. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So they start breathing less, holding their breath more and carbon dioxide rises. And so when you actually have the, the panic attack, it is actually your brain having a response because carbon dioxide is so high now, it actually, your brain, as far as it's concerned, thinks it's dying. So that's where the anxiety and panic part is, is the response from how you've been breathing for the previous hour. Wow. Because of the stress you're breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Never heard that before. Yeah. And so the calm breathing I just described is a great way to deescalate that. Mm -hmm. um, it's great before bed, great after exercise, um, great after a fight or angry email, you know, so. Our kids were yelling in the car and like fighting over something. <laughs> started doing the breathing that you're doing that breathing, <laughs> by yourself in the front <laughs> yeah in the front I'm like okay I can do the, like deep breathing and then Carter's like what are you doing I was like I'm breathing and then I was like wait a minute do it with me that <laughs> I made him do it. do it with me it was so great so yeah and then you've been doing it when you wake up in the middle of the night right and you said that it was I have been helpful yeah I started well I mean if you're counting 
in the middle of the night, it, it, it's difficult to think about anything else. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're putting your body in such a calm state, it's, it's wild. You fall asleep real fast. Yeah, the physicality of it all. And then just focusing on the counting is just, I mean, it's mindfulness and meditation at its root, you know? Right. Yeah. So that has a lot of benefits as well. Okay. In the, the workshop that you did with us, you also mm-hmm. talked about how you're working with a bunch of elite athletes and you're teaching them how mindful breathing like this just throughout the course of the day, not even when they're working out, but like if they learn to breathe differently consistently through their, their day, it increases their, their output or their energy or their performance by a pretty substantial amount. Is that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause it makes them more oxygen efficient, right? They can stay in that aerobic um, capa- metabolic capacity, which means that's our body producing energy with oxygen. You know, if you start doing uh, like an, a football is a good example or strength training. That's when our body reaches a capacity where like, oh, it's working harder than like it needs more oxygen than our body actually has in order to continue working. And so that's where it gets the lactic acid um, buildup to use. And that's where we get the muscle soreness from. Um, so um for athletes, I, I tell them like, just by shifting to nasal breathing, breathing into your abdomen first all day, every day, that that's going to have a bigger impact on your performance than, uh, that's, that's the first thing I teach them. Cause it's like eating. I told you guys that, you know, I could have you eat one salad for this one hour while you're doing your work. And then you eat however you want the rest of the day, or, what if the rest of the day, you know, you ate healthy and during this one hour of exercise, you just did whatever you wanted. Mm. You know? yeah. And so that's, that's the, I think, analogy I use. And so breathing properly and efficiently throughout the, your everyday life is going to have a bigger impact than just while you want to perform. Yeah. So they found like with runners, just switching to nasal breathing without adjusting their training, um, that they were able to run like 30% further distance wise, long distance runners till they felt fatigue. So that's like, that's pretty that's mind blowing number. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It's also yeah. a bit relieving that like when you said, eh, don't worry about it when you're actually exercising. I was like, oh, because that's a lot to think I about. Was, I was aware of it when I was running the other day and I was like, oh no, I'm not there yet to like just only yeah yeah once you i mean once you get the all day every day breathing properly then we can start you know dialing in some crazy exercises while you actually exercise but i read that your breath accounts for a really high percentage of your energy in your body but i i don't remember what that percentage was like 60 percent or i'm probably totally misrepresenting this statistic that i read yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not familiar with a percentage, but I, you know, oxygen's a, a big player in all of that. So I, I imagine it would be pretty high. Uh, but, and the average person takes between 14,000 and 20,000 breaths a day. Pretty significant. So <laughs> what's fascinating is like from performance to everyday life to this, the Wim Hof stuff is, is almost mystical to me because you're, activating things within the body that are somehow like healing itself and releasing these different 
like energies and hormones and you know that to me is wild but then there's like the calming breathing that can change your state of like it seems that breath is like at the core of how you live and experience life would you say that yeah i think so i think it's it's a lost i feel like art in our culture that it's so i mean it almost i mean if if you didn't experience what i experienced or have any interest in health it sounds crazy right if i told you the benefits of breath like Oh, like it could heal these things. Like I could get better. It sounds too good to be Raise your body temperature. You can insert viruses in your body. You can adapt to emotional stress differently, you know, like have significantly improve your immune response to significant diseases. It's, it sounds, it sounds too good to be true, you know? Um, Okay. But even the way that it's, like it's at the heart of of spiritual practice it's like uh it is like meditation it's in, it's like what drives a lot of the meditative practices i mean you and i had a barely a conversation around the interconnectedness of like mind body and soul especially as people who have given our lives in some regards to helping people grow spiritually in in like transformational settings whether it's through church or just walking alongside people helping them grow there's a um, there's a wild, profound interconnectedness in terms like a holistic approach to mind, body, soul. I mean, have you have you seen that? Because because you're like at like an expert level, breath work trainer, coach, um, and you've got to walk alongside people having pretty intense experiences. So what you've experienced yourself, what you've seen. I mean, how have you yeah. seen the integration of of those things? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we see a lot of spiritual experiences across all levels of belief in the Wim Hof method because of that meditative, also DMT release, you know, I think this interconnectedness to the universe, like I I had one girl, she's like, I felt this is going to sound weird, but I felt connected to the universe. I'm like, that does make sense. You know, I think a lot of people, especially in big groups, and even you guys had said this, feeling connected to the other people, breathing in unison mm-hmm, with yeah. other people is, is pretty well. When you hear that noise, you know, it's just, um, there's something about it that you can't describe, which is like what makes like live concerts. So, I mean, there's something you can't replace about it. I think I'm hearing that about teachers right now that have to do Zoom, you know, they don't have that it sounds so subtle, but like the kid just breathing, sitting there makes a noise, you know, that you don't get to hear that doesn't translate virtually. Yeah, totally. uh, and, uh, you know, even though we have HBO HD, you know, the concert's probably better than the seats I would be able to afford, but something about being there with other people breathing, you know, worship. I mean, essentially the, uh, you know, singing because we're singing the same song, like we're breathing at the same notes, so there's something about breathing together in unison that's really powerful. They found, I told you guys this, that, I mean, even early church, the church father prayers writings, and in, even in other religions, they found that uh, the writings were written in a way where the breathing notes uh, were actually about the proper breath, which is about six uh, breaths per minute. So the way that things were written out 
somehow it's like they were tuned into something that we've yeah. lost today, you know? And so, I, I mean, which is so interesting, just the interconnectedness of it all, but in Greek and Hebrew and actually a lot of other languages, the same word for breath is spirit. So, and then you just think about, and then this is something I always miss, but in Genesis, it says God breathed into Adam's nostrils, uh, which is just like, oh, that's interesting. I missed that before, you know, but now it's so apparent. Mm. Nose breather. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was right um, there this whole time. Well, and you even mentioned in our workshop, because like the word inner fire or that language is some is like used for Wim Hof. And you were saying where that came from and even where Wim had discovered kind of the genesis of his own experience and path. I mean, do you remember what you said? Yeah. Well, well, it just comes from Tumo, which is like a very, a, like a, a monk breathing practice that he discovered and modified and, and made his own. It just translates to inner fire is what Tumo does. And, um, I'm not sure what specifics you're no no I just yeah I think it's fascinating that that whole movement came out of a monk breathing practice I mean in the same I mean a lot of I mean this is described in that book breath I I referred to you uh by James Nestor uh great great I mean it's just a great book of like high level view of like everything out there that is breath work um and he discovered that on his own health journey and um so it's written in a cool style and just history of all the different breathing um, methods out there, which is pretty cool. But a lot of what we know is from uh, monks, basically, and the yoga world. Like there's stories of people that would hike up some mountain in Asia, come back and look decades younger, you know? And so a co very common thought in Eastern um, philosophy with all this is life isn't measured by a number of days, but by the number of breaths you take. Mm -hmm. And so um, um, when you breathe more efficiently, you're not, you're healthier. I mean, from, from our side of things, I think when we breathe the way that we're created, you know, it's like, I don't, there's some, we're like co-creating with the spirit and just like really united you know and our body just does what it's created to do and that's heal itself and when we try and do it on our own effort which would be in our chest and breathing through our mouth you know things start getting a little crazy yeah. it's, wild. <laughs> it's wild how you can i mean you can physically emotionally spiritually you feel the difference immediately like the especially when you were when we did the calming breathing it was like immediately the whole energy of the room changed. Like everybody just chilled out. You yeah, know? yeah. So how would you say, I mean, along the same lines, but like, how would you say that taking care of your physical self is taking care of your spiritual self? Like what's the connection there? Or would you say there is one? <laughs> that, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I, I think, I mean, that's sort of my thesis for uh, <laughs> a book I'm writing. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, that, um, and even just, uh, I, I talk about leadership and I think in the similar thread is, you know, I think we're all leaders, regardless of if we're called that or not, whether you're a pastor or, you know, stay at home parent, um, we're all leaders, we're all leading someone, just what kind of leader are you going to be? And so, I mean, that begins by leading yourself and that's taking care of yourself, 
physically and emotionally um, because this is we have one body and um, it's going to make us I think so often in the evangelical world, we get caught up in like, oh, there's spiritual things. These are more important. And like the first thing, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but for me, when there was a deadline or an event, it's like, man, I skipped a meal. I skipped my workout that day. It was the, those were the first things to get scrapped from the schedule. Any, any self-care. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and to, in order to get something done and, you know, I think if we take care of our physical health, um, not only is our body going to be healthier, we're going to have more energy to be more loving and gracious and compassionate with those around us. Uh, We'll have more energy and patience for the relationships that matter most to us at a lot of times the end of the day, you know? And so, um, I mean, spiritually, you think about it long-term, I I think the physical and the spiritual are synonymous. I love the Jewish perspective on that. Um, uh, but even if you you think about it long term, like if you took care of our body, we'd be around and live longer and be able to have a bigger impact. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about it from that sense, if they, if you didn't think of them as one of the same, you know, I think just that thought as itself. But to me, they're you think about breathing and the same word as spirit, like so naturally taking care of our, our bodies is a spiritual act. And oftentimes we don't think about it that way. Yeah. Um, what about the cold? That's a lot of breath, but we also jumped into an ice bath. <laughs> a lot of you did yeah. jump into an ice bath. There's a giant, giant bucket with a lot of ice in it. So yeah. Is it like a horse trough? What is that thing that we got? Uh, it's a hundred gallon Rubbermaid stock tank. Yeah, okay. it's for yeah animals, and we filled it with like probably 220 pounds of ice. Oh wow! And yeah, each one, and then uh, some probably 80 gallons of water or something like that. And uh, you guys got into it. <laughs> How cold were you estimating that was? It was probably like 35 degrees. Yeah, there was a lot of ice in there. And it was kind of cold. So It was cold that night. Yeah, it was cold. Generally. So most dark. people don't like the idea of <laughs> jumping into a, you know, an a ice bath. So what is the benefit of like why do cold therapy hot? Yeah, well, ha- there I'll go over all the health benefits, but half the reason I tell people I do is because it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it. Uh, I've been doing it for four years now. Guess what? It's cold every time I do it. That doesn't change. That's a consistent factor. So freaking cold, you know. <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, no matter how many times you've been doing it, some days it sucks more and it feels colder. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. there's a theory amongst uh, practitioners that uh, ambient stress in your life will make the ice bath more painful and challenging. That oh, day. interesting. Yeah. So other ambient <laughs> stress you're having, so will make yeah. that more challenging. So. Um, but yeah, we're, we're training our bodies to do things that are stressful and challenging. And by taking control of our breath, um, with so powerful, we can remain calm in it. Our experience of it will be completely different. And so our brain doesn't know what to do with that. And so it has to build new neural pathways to really relate to stress and challenges differently. And so I'd say a good percentage of my clients after one ice bath will say, 
hey because i always ask for like hey just how you've been feeling what was your experience afterwards in an email and a lot of them will say hey you know this might sound weird but there's been this conversation with my spouse or my parents or something at work that i've been avoiding for a long time and i just did it and i'm like yeah you well you relate to stress and challenges differently so yeah. you know your body's more open to tackling tough challenges now because you can breathe through it or when the metaphorical ice bath of life hits you in the face and it wasn't your choice to enter it you're you have those neural pathways built where you're like oh we've been here before like we know how to handle stress and you can think calm and clear i mean that's like what flow state is for athletes you know we can remain calm and make a clear choice and decision instead of being reactive which is where we get caught up in a lot under extreme um, emotional and relational stress. So I think that's the coolest part. Um, but you get definitely get a ramp up of your immune system or white blood cells are produced, um, helps with uh, you get a boost of energy hormone balance, because you get this release of norepinephrine and dopamine, the norepinephrine causes a decrease in inflammation, which triggers can trigger a release of serotonin. So you feel great. I have plenty of clients and, and how I fell in love with it was friends that were depressed on medication, off their medication, and they feel great. So incredible. I mean, it sounds like a miracle. It really does. Know? And with the breathing and yeah. the food, you know, all of it. You put those together and it's like, yeah, it is a miracle. But yeah. Just it's, eating it's, farm food, hopping in a cold tub and a little bit of breathing, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> In some ways it makes so much sense to me because it's like, of course, like if we were just, if we didn't all this stuff that we've created to make our lives so comfy and we feel like it makes it better in a way, if we just go hop in the lake and that would be our shower, like that's the, you know, it's almost like God created all these things. We eat the fruit from the trees and like from the, the food from the ground. I don't know. I think that's the tough part. You know? Like you bring up Jen, a good point, especially living in Southern California, I think right. we're not really exposed to thermal stress, you no. know, and even, <laughs> no. and even when you live in the East coast, I mean, we have air conditioning, we have heaters, yeah. like yeah. we have everything to mitigate like temperature stress on our bodies. Um, and you know, our bodies are, you know, lesser for it. So when we can in, in like, we didn't even get into the sauna stuff, but I mean, just, just by adding something like sauna into your routine, if you're like training physically will improve your performance just because your body gets better at cooling itself. Um, and it's one of the most taxing things on your body during exercise, keeping cool. That's interesting. And I love how these things are all just like a metaphor for life. So, I mean, you do the ice bath and you're like, that was really challenging, but then it does translate into other things in your life. Cause oh, you're yeah. like, I did that. I can do that. I, I sat through that however many minutes in the ice bath and froze. I mean, I can, it, it's empowering. It makes you feel like, Oh, wait, I can do other things. Or I breathe through that really difficult thing. Wait, I can breathe through this stress right now that I'm in, in this moment. I'm okay. Like I don't have to. Yeah, totally. So many people, bath, you know? I mean, I, I'd say at least 50% of people say I hate the cold, like, yeah. uh, or whatever, you know, and um are hesitant to even do it but i'm like hey just sit through all this stuff and if you want to go i'll coach you through it but uh and I, you guys started in the deep end for sure yeah you can start yeah you can start gradual just anything any cold water below 60 degrees the ocean in most cases um, will trigger the, a similar cold response cold showers are great those are practical 
every day for people. So start small and then work your way up. You know, you don't have to jump into the cold trough first thing. Just a cold tub of water works too. Well, this might be your answer to this question. You kind of just answered the question I was going to ask, but we uh, kind of have been wrapping up this this season um, at the end when we're, we're talking to people with the same kind of question, which is what is one practical thing that we can do to make change right now in our lives towards mental and emotional health or like to, you know, we were talking about like to calm ourselves down in this season right now where there's so much going on. Would it be the showers or is there something else you could suggest that what's a way that we could just start small? Yeah, I think um, just bringing awareness to your breath. That's going to have the the biggest impact. So we can shift our breathing in and out of our nose. I know even with a deviated septum that can pose challenges and with practice, it gets better um, for most people. So breathing in and out of our nose and breathing into our our uh, abdomen area is gonna improve our, yeah, f- how we feel, our energy, our overall health. And then if you wanna throw in a cold shower while you're uh, <laughs> already doing that, um, the same type of breathing, you know, for just 30 seconds, that those will have, I think, huge impacts uh, on our health. And there are already things we have to do every day. So, yeah we're already breathing, we're already showering. If you just change how we do that with a little bit of intention and attention, then it's, it's not like adding more things to our schedule. We just have to change how we do them. I love that. I love it, dude. I love what you're doing. Love how you're doing it. Yeah. And oh, we will you. include info on where to find Nolan and how to learn more about breath work and recovery in our show notes. Yeah. Your website so- is power coaching now. Yeah, it's powercoachingnow.com. Social media is at powercoachingnow. Awesome. Lots of ice bath pictures on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I love it. Well, I, I, I'm excited. I hope everybody listening steps into some of this breathing, some of this ice, and, um, <laughs> and just experiences the incredible like changes and benefit and impact that it has. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out our website, philandjenwood.com, to register for upcoming experiences and to see what else is going on. And if you enjoyed this, feel free to subscribe. You can even leave a review. Keep going. See you next time.